1: Find
2: a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey,
0: Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. On a beautiful but cold Wednesday in Chicago, uh, we got a lot to talk about in this podcast. We're going to do some grading. Report cards are coming out again today. Ian Hap, one of the guys, will be handing out a report card too. Uh, we have Cubs news off the top. We have opening night for the Bulls. Uh, what else you want to talk about? How about Ayodasumu being part of CHGO? Yeah. How cool was that this morning? That was a big announcement.
2: That was fun. It was hard to keep uh, our mouths shut the last like week since since we since he was here. Yeah, anyone who knows about.
1: me knows that I was probably the most excited about this entire thing <laughs> happening. I've been following Io basketball career since uh, he was a freshman at Illinois, uh, and I remember when he somehow fell to the Bulls, 30 or thirty-seven picks before the Bulls even picked in uh, that twenty twenty draft. And uh, yeah, to see him play there last year, and now I can technically say that I work with the guy. I mean, it's pretty cool. That, that's pretty <laughs> sick.:
0: <laughs> Yeah, I
1: mean, he's, and he's a Chicago kid, too. I remember
0: hosting a, a high school basketball highlight show every week. and mm-hmm. they had to, the producers were like, "It's IO." It's not A-O, it's, I, it's IO. <laughs> You're <Yeah. laughs> like, okay, okay, I got it. I, mm-hmm. And then he was on every – he'd be like, yeah. well, this kid's in the highlight every week. It's like two dunks every game. And to think that kid has now gone from that to being maybe a breakout season if he didn't already have
2: that in the NBA is pretty cool. And yeah. even bigger part of CHTO now. Like
1: right, that, right. i be the biggest, I'm saying. The biggest I'm accomplishment jealous. in his career. I'm pretty jealous of the Bulls guys. They get to, like, actually chop it up with them and, you know – talk basketball with him like i just get to walk around and say that i work with the guy but i don't really technically work with the guy you (laughs) You might you might (laughs) if he's
0: in here like cody might walk by and just be like kind of casually show him his jordan (laughs) lows every once in a while they just walk through the set kind of showing off the next (laughs) pair of jordan he'll go change jordans and then come back and be like (laughs) i'll be like who's the dude with all the jordan lows
1: yeah that's the it was Clio pretty the sick when we who? took the picture the other day. He was wearing like the classic Jordan ones, yeah, yeah. and then I was wearing Lowe's. And then KC, who took the picture, just she just she got the the angle perfect with both us wearing yeah. Jordans on there. I thought I th- that's actually my favorite part of the entire picture.
2: I, I likened it to just the way the the, the setup. IO had just got drafted and Cody looked like Adam Silver, like shaking his hand as they posed for the pictures.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, Adam S- Silver, Sarah, with if you could find that on. picture, that, that'd, that'd be, be hilarious. Io, IO is my president.
0: I think Cody I tweeted it, right? I Adam did. Silver <laughs> came over and said, Vibes. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, Sarah, do you happen to have the video that we put out on C.H.O. Uh, announcing that he was part of the squad? Love it. Here we go. Of the heartbeat, the heartbeat of Chicago. All bounces. Pretty sick on our rooftop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's up
1: there. We got the best view in the city, arguably. Retweet.
0: We. We do have a that, – like, that was a cool job, like everybody did, putting that together. We do have a cool rooftop, although now watching that, having been up on that rooftop to try and see the air and water show and take pictures of Cody trying to look like Pedro Strope one time in the summer. Like, <laughs> I'm – I'm glad I didn't see I.O. up there because I'd have been afraid that he was going to fall through the ceiling. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm glad we could tell him that now that it's over and he's safe. R- R-
1: Ryan, remember yeah. when we were sitting down here when they were up there? You could hear him dribbling the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: I was like, man, someone's going to fall through. I was <laughs> like, what happens if the ball falls off? And there's just some poor soul just walking, you know, walking down the street. All of a sudden, they get hit with a basketball.
0: All of a sudden, there's then... this really long leg hanging between some of the timber up top. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have one of those old wooden, like, I don't know. I just don't know how old this building is, but the rafters would make you think that it's pretty old,
1: right? It's been renovated,
0: (laughs) but the beams would tell you it's pretty old. I think think
1: so. I like Matthew's uh, comment. He says, I didn't see naked guy in that video. The view is fake. (laughs) He's on the other side. He's He's on the other side, man. Yeah. He was just out of shot.
0: Anyway, super excited. The Bulls (laughs) are starting off and super cool to have Io part of uh, CHGO and excited for Peck and Gottlieb and Big Dave and stuff as they get excited to get going tonight. Uh, Cubs fans should be excited. One Corey Friedman should be excited because today the Cubs announced they are lowering season tickets, and uh, John Greenberg at uh, the Athletic saying it's the big one, biggest one-year decrease in 30 years that he could find. Uh, average bleacher seats, according to Greenberg, last year 47 bucks, now 44. Terrace box, 74, 68 down to 69, 67. And guys, those are just if you're buying season tickets. Again, you start using that game time app that we got here. You're not paying those prices. No. Right. So let the season ticket holders pay those prices and then slide in like Cody and get like two tickets for 40 bucks.
1: Yeah. Game, game time. You make good point there, Luke. I'm yeah. just saying.
0: Yeah. But at least Corey's tickets will finally go down yeah. for once.
1: I mean, I'm not really <laughs> too surprised that they're gone down. We talked about it <sighs> earlier at the end of the year, right, where they announced that the lowest – Lowest uh, since '97. Amount of money or right. attendance or whatever. smallest, smallest yeah. attendance. Which, smallest. which you For know that season. that's like bought tickets to like, right. like that. that right, right, is right. Yeah, yeah
2: it was, doesn't but mean but they not, came, showed up. Yeah, yeah. But right. so the average. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of
1: season tickets that probably weren't even from the actual season. Yeah. The total range.
2: attendance this year. Uh, oh, I have the socks one. But I saw that socks one pulled up. All right. From this year, Cubs had a 2.616 million. Um, you know, fans, and I think it was the ad, that was that was announced attendance overall still ninth in baseball, still ninth right in, in way. baseball somehow, which is wild. Um yeah, which is wild, like your top ten attendance, and still kind of complaining about like, oh, it's a low attendance. But yeah, I mean, last year you don't really count because for most of the year it was like twenty five percent and fifty five or fifty percent capacity. Um, obviously twenty twenty didn't have any fans, but before that, yeah, if you go back to nineteen ninety seven, they had two million one hundred and ninety thousand that that's because of that. And that's like when you take into account, like the 2012, 2013, 2014, like the rebuild years, Mm -hmm. 2006, where they lost 96 games. Like it's to think that that the Cubs this year drew less fans (laughs) than some of those teams. Like it's
1: things were different back then. And like, and I know we use the cliche, it's different here, but like (laughs) all those years you just said, like that was before they won the world series. There's actual expectations from this fan base, uh, To win and uh you know as much as I one of the reasons why I grew up liking being a Cubs fan outside of the fact that it gives me lots of it gave me a lot of pain was that people showed up no matter what and as a kid you always like took that as like a you know something to be proud of you didn't think about the business side of it and like the like how the team would use that as a reason to maybe not invest in the team as much but you know now that They've won the World Series in 16, and it's been six years, and they had some winning years after that, but didn't get all the way back. And, you know, with how things ended after – well, how things have gone, honestly, since the moment the U-Darvish trade happened, a lot of people are still mad, man. So they're not going. <laughs>
0: I, get, yeah. uh, I don't want to be Uncle Buzzkill here, but I'm just going to throw out a scenario to you. Are they lowering it for that reason? We, we think that's the case. Like, they're trying to draw in some more season ticket holders before the team gets good again, and then people are like, oh, I got my season tickets before that. Now, now they start thinking about the next great Cubs team, and they got in early. But Greenberg was saying in his article on The Athletic that the next biggest drop that he'd seen in going back and look at season tickets was 2013. And I was like, 2013? aren't we supposed to think this is like twenty fourteen or fifteen yeah. now yeah so it's you know we're expecting this big spend coming this off season does this signal that the Cubs are thinking they're more like they were last season was like thirteen or are they thinking the money will be spent and you could be pushing towards a team that could be like twenty fourteen or fifteen like like am I saying what I'm saying is do they think the rebuild is a year back from what maybe Cubs fans are hopeful it is at this stage?
1: I, I hope, sure hope not. I hope not I
2: sure hope not. Maybe that's a stretch, but I hope not. Yeah, I mean, my gut yeah. tells me that it, it, it does have a little more to do with, you know, the the lowest, obviously, attendance numbers in 25 yeah. years, where, like Cody said, it's it's, you know, things changed after the World Series, like, Fans aren't just gonna come to just go to Wrigley Field for the afternoon or for the night. Like, fan, Cubs fans want to see a winning team, and they want to if they're gonna pay the prices that they pay to go to Wrigley Field for a game, the game day experience. Like, they're gonna, they want to see a winning team. Yeah. Like, so right. I think things things have also, changed, and, and, and you and, also
1: have to take in the fact that signing, even back the last offseason, signing Marcus Stroman and Seiya Suzuki, signing them then. And if you really didn't think you were gonna be trying to put something together for twenty twenty three, then why did you do that to begin with? Right? You're, right, or was it just to going? try and Other sell than, any tickets? Right, unless you're just trying to sell tickets and like, you know I just don't think those guys
0: drive the ticket price enough that right. people be like, you know what I am I am if, getting. If they were really yeah, about trying true. to
1: drive in the tickets up or trying to get people to buy tickets, then yeah, they would have signed Korea. You know what I mean? But Yeah, you wanna sell it out, go sign Korea yeah. and judge. So like to me, in, yeah. to me, the way I look at it, it's like, you know, why – and that's why I was a little bit more hopeful than the rest of us going into the years. Like, why would you sign Strowman and Seiya Suzuki if you weren't trying to at least be a competitive team out there? So, yeah, I mean, again, I just I – hope, I hope they see this as, like, next season could be some, some sort of 2015-like season, maybe not win 97 games, but, you know, 85 – I'll take that. Hey, I mean, you you see what? and I know we're gonna talk about the playoffs here in a sec, but you see what
2: the Phillies have done? I mean, snuck into the playoffs and into the head, playoffs too, and like they're swept by the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, swept yeah. by the Cubs Sneak into the playoffs, and right. and they're they're up in the NLCS right now. Right, like that doesn't you, make any it, sense. It just like get when in, you, and you never you, know. Yeah, right. you get in, you give yourself a shot. So I I don't see it as like again, like I don't expect the Cubs to spend every dollar they can up to a luxury tax this offseason. season but like if they they there's a very realistic they, scenario where they can put on an on paper team together that can win you know on paper like 85 86 87 wins and well, I then, hope they don't
1: spend up to the luxury tax. No they shouldn't. They I should I hope they don't do that. I I want them to spend. They need they need to get some 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 star power in here, right? But yeah, like you when you we saw what with how they did from 15 to 16 after the 15 season they that's when they spent really big right yeah going going into the world series year and so like i'd rather them spend some here make some some maybe some trades that maybe us as a fan base don't see as significant but solid you know and then you know go into next year and and, and hope and pray that it works out but yeah they got to spend but yeah no luxury tax not up to luxury tax yet
0: Oh, man, the next couple months are going to be interesting yeah. for Cubs yeah. fans and for the Cubs All in general. All of us
1: are ready for the postseason to be over, to be honest with you. Like, no, I'm not talking, speaking for you guys, but I am. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm ready for it to be over so we can just get to it. It has ah. been fun, though. The game's no, been en-
0: fun. I'm enjoying the playoffs.
1: Did, I am not. How did you, how did you feel <laughs> about
0: How did you feel about Schwarber versus Darvish? It was, it was a good matchup.
1: And it's not like watching Rizzo celebrate. Cub on, going former to the Cub
0: players. on former Cub crime.
2: Yeah, that what ball! A, what a home run! That ball's still going. <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> I saw it live. I'm like, because Bryce Harper's face was probably, probably pretty similar to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, watching
1: it, it was just like, lately. Fle- the bad. hardest
0: hit home run in postseason history. 120 miles an hour exit vehicle since they've been calculating since the that cast, since Statscast. Like right, yeah. Right, but still, okay. Since the Cubs got good, yeah. that was so. Then that yeah. immediately my head goes to the sh- the Schwarber one. You know, I don't know yeah. what the exit velo on that was, but that was one of the hardest hit baseballs I've right. ever seen. And to think this was actually hit the, harder and further, whoa.
1: You got the same type of reaction from uh, from the video board one, too. If you were, if you watch it back when he hits it, there's a – like, they're, they're, they pan to the stands, and there's this one guy with just this insane reaction. Like, it's just some random yeah. fan, but, like, he is – he's having a me-like reaction, <laughs> right? Like – I, I just that's what I remember the most because like obviously he hits it, it's insane, and Wrigley Field is just exp- about to fall down because yeah. the, the the stadium is shaking. But they like there's one particular fan in that crowd that you can recognize, and he is just he he is having the best moment of his life during that. And that's kind of like what Bryce Harper's reaction yeah. kind of sim- was kind of similar. Yeah. By and the sh- way,
2: 112, 100, 112 on the Schwarboard per hour exit velocity the scoreboard Eight miles an hour more. Well, I was and yesterday I'm it's like, fine. it felt like it was hit so like it got out of there so fast like It was no a scud rea- it
0: was a scud missile.
2: Like it never <laughs> arced down. Like no one reacted like right away. Like when, when he hit <laughs> yeah. the shore, I was like, ah like it just felt like no one reacted just because like the ball left the bat so hard, like so fast, no one had time to react. Like that was it was <laughs> he's, nuts. He's just
0: man, I, I tell you the first thing I thought of really when I saw it was the shoreboard, and the second thing I thought of was how did they let him walk? I, and you know. it don't, don't at me on Twitter about the nonsense with Patrick Wisdom's the same guy and he strikes out too much and his batting average is this. That's the value. They have Bryce Harper and Bryce Harper's watching Schwarber and jumping on his shoulders.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's the type of guy. I don't care how many times he strikes out, and I know how many times we were frustrated by his strikeouts in a Cubs uniform at the end. Yep. But he can also do that, and when he's at his best, he is a guy that an entire franchise and fan base will rally around because of that type of unbelievable athletic ability yeah. when it when it comes through for him, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, he's just uh it's like com- coming back from the ACL the same season that he tore it to play in the World Series. Guys, don't do that. I mean, we're talking about Zach Levine missing an opening night. Yeah, he, right. I mean, yeah, it was Schwarber is he for all his strikeouts and them choosing him to be the first guy to kind of let walk away and basically get nothing. He has an aura around him that the other, no matter even if they were better players, that the other Cubs guys didn't have. He had. He had that um, high ceiling that even even Chris Bryant, with his great first and second season, didn't have. Like Schwarber just had this like type of thing where people write about it for years later. Like this guy walked on, and it's why people were saying like Schwarbino at first.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm pretty torn between the entire that that entire situation i mean i think is you know everyone wants to yell about him hitting above the men barely above the Mendoza line well when with the shift being gone next year if he's hitting above 250 then you then i have pro- i that will have proven my point about why his batting average is so low. Well. yeah he strikes out everyone strikes out but man during his time with the cubs it felt like he hit so many rockets into the shift and it was just so agonizing sometimes because i was one of the, felt like i was one of his biggest defenders because he'd hit the, he would hit the ball hard. Yeah. We, we, we saw it last night. He hits the ball hard. Uh, but, yeah. No, I, and I, I, I see know. the
0: chat. I see Dub saying, I'm not saying you needed him this season. And, Jack, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have traded him the offseason. I'm saying they would have gotten something for him. Yeah. Yeah. They would have something to show for Schwarber. And I do think on the, quote, unquote, next great Cubs team with a DH and no shift, I would have been able to put up with another eh year even if that's what happened this year with Schwarber. Right.
2: Yeah, but at the time I I, I can't see that as like a knock against the decision. Like I don't again, I, I agree like they should have Should have got like some non-tendering him yes. was probably, was it was a mistake, but I don't see like the you can't they there's no way to have known that the shift. I guess the DH was probably a little more likely, but the shift going away like you never really, they didn't they, there's no way they there's no way to know at that point that that was going to come. You know, two, two, three years later. So I can't use about, that as a nod. Everyone
1: talks about Darvish, like that trade being like a salary dump. Schwarber, every, oh, the, was. the longer it goes on, the more it feels like that was more of a salary dump than just them not believing in him.
0: And, and, they, and also just that they, they knew they had to show the fan base that they were changing something and breaking up with part of the core, and it was like, all right, let, let's make it Schwarber. I just think with the injury yeah, and the you're way they got do I, that
1: you got to trade and get some guys who are going to who are going to be able to impact your team immediately. Well, the Darvish trade, weren't Owen Casey looks like the only one right now that might be something. I have some hope for P- Preciado maybe, but like Casey is like 19 or 20 years old and yeah, and spent the, the entire year away. in South Bend, right? Like <laughs> a long like way that away. that's the difference. If you were going to do like I always I was always on board for the Cubs to make changes especially after the 18 season after the offense broke. Yeah. yeah something I was, defi- had I was definitely, I, get it. I was definitely on board for them to make a trade, especially because the farm system wasn't what we, what it is now, especially, but they didn't, they signed Daniel Descalso. And then we get the same thing in 2019 and then you do nothing again. And then you luck out and it's not even luck out. It's more of Ben Zobers has this bullshit with his wife and you sign Campbell during the 19 season and which is fine. But like, that's only because Ben Zobers left. It was just so like the way that the Cubs really just hurt themselves during that time period is what honestly what makes me more mad about everything that has to do with Schorber and Darvish. Uh that then leads me going down the path of the other three guys.
0: Dubs Dub said he was being sarcastic, so he's on board with the whole thing.
1: And yeah. I it's just it, I he's wanted, literally he was, the one, th- one of the main things they really could have used this year. They really needed a power. power lefty bat. Yeah, exactly. They don't have any lefty bats, and then they didn't have a lot of power. If you would have just had that, then maybe the team wins at least 10 more games.
0: And I, saw, I, know, I understand I'm <laughs> uh, being slightly tens unrealistic.
1: I know 10's a Ten, lot. I'm tens, just spitballing. 10's very unrealistic.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I, I'm, I'm slightly unrealistic because I know like. Maybe some of those one-run losses I got losses a little, go got little Cody in me when it comes to Schwarber. Mm. Like he's my favorite guy from that group. Right. Yeah. It's not it's not Rizzo, it's not Bryant, it's not Javi. I liked all those guys, but Schwarber for me was the guy was I was just hoping he was going to become the greatest hitter in Cubs history.
1: Yeah. I, I he was easy to and, like. And yeah. and now
0: you see him fitting even more than Rizzo in New York. Like Rizzo's fitting in with New York and they like him and I see him do well and I feel good for him. Great. But you see Schwarber in Philly even more than Boston and he's fitting in with that fan base. Like their Wawa is like their seven 11 or whatever there. And they got Schwab fest going on for yeah. hoagie
2: deals. And, you know, yeah. he's just, he's, I mean, he has a likable guy. Like he's Cody super. Like he's, he's and, super and likable. he's the last couple of years. I mean, I mean all-star great. two straight years. Like he's bounced back. Cause that, that 2020 season was bad. Yeah. Like he, he was a non tender candidate for a reason. Like it was a bad year, but he's bounced back with two all-star years. And you know, I don't know. Maybe the Cubs end up regretting, like again, not. I mean, that's, again, it's a mistake. Awesome. I, 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 I'm saying that they should have tendered him a contract, but like, they, he, he may be the guy that they regret letting or letting get away most
1: out of that entire core.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's leaning more and more that way, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. By Absolutely. the way, it should be, and I don't care if he hit like two, ten or whatever. The dude hit almost four, 50 homers, and it, his on his OPS was was great. Like I. I That's literally all you ask for a guy like that. And, again, with the shift being gone next year, that guy's going to get so many more hits, and people will stop complaining about Uh. how he hits 210. That's honestly what I look forward to the most, is when people stop saying, oh, he hits, like, 200. And it's like, you're a moron. Like, (laughs) we are in the freaking age of the goddamn shift. The shift is literally the reason the guy hits, like, 210. It's the same thing with Anthony Rizzo, too. Both their batting averages, I guarantee – I guarantee we'll go up at least 20 points next year. At least. Led the National League in home runs. In a season where people aren't
0: hitting home runs, he hit a crap load of them. Yeah. Like he, there's something there. Yankees-Astros. So you're finally getting the return of the trash can series. I do like the drama behind this. I just can't decide. Am I, am I still rooting for the Astros just because I'd like to see Dusty win? But I hate the Astros? Or the Yankees, who I've never really liked, because I'd like to see the Astros lose and Riz. I, I don't like either side, but it is going to be uh, very tense. Like, will they continue the Who's Your Daddy? Because the (laughs) Who's the Who's Your Daddy thing has become my favorite part of the post. The whole season so far was was a goofball saying Who's Your Daddy, rounding the bases, and then having to eat it the next day or two days later.
2: Yeah. Um I'm still rooting for Dusty. I you know I I, I, I cheating regard. I mean Dusty wasn't around for that. Most of the people on no, that no, team no. Yeah, weren't. Um but people are still gonna hate the Astros because of it. But you know, Dusty and I think he won a ring as a player. Yeah. But he's been managing for thirty years, has a not won a ring. Time. He's gotten close multiple times, hasn't done it. Um, you know, he's he's probably probably getting getting close to the end of his own managerial career. I'd like to see him win one before it's all, all said and done.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm have i going to cheer for the Astros. I can't take Anthony Rizzo winning any more playoff games not in a Cubs uniform. I can't do it. It's already bad enough seeing him hit homers with the Yankees in the postseason. Now I have to see pictures of him pouring champagne on people and him getting poured champagne on. I can't take it. It's, it's, it's worse than having to watch the Cardinals celebrate anything. It's, it's honestly worse than, than that, and that's saying something coming from me. I can't take it. Of all of them that are gone, I could take all the rest of them having success and doing well in the postseason. I cannot take it. And it's not because I don't like him. It has everything to do with the fact that he's just a big part of my Cubs fandom. And it just it, it, it makes me sad and miserable. I'm
2: surprised that so that would make you more sad than to have seen like Yadi and Pujols go out with the World Series this year.
1: Yeah. Wow. To see, to see, oh Rizzo, to, to see Rizzo win a World Series with another team. For people to see like and more for, than Schwarber for, if he for, wins it with the Phillies. For people like the way I think about it is if they get if he wins the World Series with the Yankees or whoever it is down the road, yeah. and it's not with the Cubs, people might one day look at him and be like, Oh, Anthony Rizzo, World Series champion with Yankees and not the Cubs and like I don't want uh, that. No, I don't I, want I that.
2: Disagree. He they broke the curse. Like I don't care. It's not. all yeah, about reasons. it's all about what he did and at it the depends end of the year on how no. long he'd be with the Yankees. No, I don't know. I, I I don't see that. Uh, he was with the Cubs for nine years. Like, Ten yeah, years. I, like I, know, I I don't. I don't see that happening. I think I, people will forget
0: uh, Schwarber with the Cubs. Yeah, <sighs> he keep if he if he takes the Phillies to the World Series and he starts and hits more home runs like that, people may forget the the
2: Cubs part. I don't. I don't see that people Cubs forgetting. Cubs fans won't, but
1: I just don't. I guess it's the, not the that big I don't guys. think people will forget it. I just think people will. Will associate, think of as that associate. Team. Yeah, right, right, right. That, that's that's uh, more of what I'm saying. They will associate Rizzo with whoever it is that he's winning still, playoff series or World I, Series. With, I, whatever. I still don't
2: think that because he was the face of the Cubs and Rizzo is like the fourth face of the Yankees right now. Like I, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see him ever. If you like, you know, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but if that happens at the end of his career, I see him going in as a Cub.
0: If the if the Yankees lose, does it make? them more or less likely or no impact at all on giving judge the huge contract
1: does does, lose? Lose,
0: does, does losing push them towards I being like well that wasn't worth the money he hit all the home runs we didn't win
1: i would no. say if they would have lost to the guardians maybe but i think no imp- so
0: no impact at all right think. now no the Yankees. i agree the we'll Yankees.
1: see we'll <laughs> see what we we'll no, against the astros i do like the the rumors that are getting that are coming out real re- re- Regarding Aaron Judge, though, about like who will be in com- competition with the Yankees for him, <laughs> I do like to hear about those. But no, I mean, I don't think it matters in in general. But I don't know the Yankees. They just they like I understand they're the Yankees. They they pay for whatever. But outside of Garrett Cole in recent years, man, like them, they haven't really been doing that. They 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 aren't the Yankees of like when I was a kid when they paid A Rod and they paid all these other dudes. Like to come there. Like I again I could see I obviously could see him back there, but I I don't know. Like I I feel like I feel like they could they they could they could move on and you know do something else. I don't know. Sign someone else. But again, remember they wanted they wanted they wanted Freddie Freeman and then they, they didn't do whatever it took to get him and like that's that's like what they're known for. I mean they like people Yankee fans they, were upset that they, they got Rizzo, that they got Rizzo as a consolation prize. Yes, they were. They
2: they swung the deal for Stanton a few years back and then gave him a fat contract. Judge, like he already had the fat contract. Yeah, it was that, that what it was. But they, I mean, they brought in a guy that okay, that, that's what fair. they did with A Rod. Um, that uh, that was
1: also like
2: Garrett Cole. We already talked about. Ago. We already talked yeah. about the the fat contract he got. I mean, Judge came through the system, so it's not like they had to go out and get the superstar, sixty-two home run guy. I don't know. I I you just look, I the, 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 the to me the Yankees the money is never a problem for well, the Yankees. For sure. I'm not, not I'm not saying that leaving. I'm not There's saying the money
1: leaving. is a problem. I'm saying the way that their front office is is operating. I think they want to go more so through their own system to bring up their own guys and if they want to pay them they will. I just don't think that they're going to do whatever it takes anymore to go get like didn't do whatever it took to get Juan Soto. And, you know, we'll see. Will they try and get a guy like Otani this offseason if they don't win the World Series? Like, those are things that when we were kids, Ryan, they were the ones that were always doing stuff like that. And, like, in recent years, they they aren't doing that in terms of free agent signings, at least. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: I, I I still don't think Judge leaves New York. I don't, I, don't I don't think he leaves the Bronx. And I don't
1: and again, I don't think well, money I don't is think a, he a li- pipe dream. I don't think I don't he think leaves money, New York,
2: but he's defi- I don't think he's yes. leaving the Bronx, but definitely not New York I, do, I don't
1: think the money is ever going to be a problem with them. It's more of just how I view how their front office thinks. Yeah. That's 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 the basis of it. They um, should pay what they should pay her judge whatever. They they should. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine that they will.
0: Man, but he'd look good in a Cubs uniform. Uh, you know what look, would look good with a Cubs uniform? Shady rays. Shady rays. Oh, yeah, put true. those shady rays on.
2: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Oh,
0: put
1: those you know, shady rays on. Whenever Rizzo's up at the plate and he's about to win the ALCS with with the Yankees, put them on. That heavily we'll tinted shady rays, so you can't maybe see it as well so indoors. Can't see it. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. if there's
2: like a, a, a you know the <laughs> shadow or like the sun's beating down like next year and you you look at like Saya in right field. All of a sudden, they do a close up. He's got shady rays sunglasses on.
0: Flip. The old flip-downs where the outfielders used to take uh-huh. them and flip them down real yeah. quick. The flip-down, yeah. Shady Rays. I don't think they make those, but we could ask.
2: Yeah. So, Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium, polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays... They have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in a lake, like if you're going fishing, mm-hmm. like yep. Luke, is that did that happen or is that happening soon? Have I ever dropped sunglasses? No, no. no. In you LA? said you were going. No, fishing I'm not or going anytime that? soon. Although okay.
0: this is like, if you're going for big walleyes or muskie okay. or something, this, this is fall. Time. This is fall season. This is where you get the big ones, but you got to be willing to like reel in a frozen line and that's I'm a little yeah, past there that. You go.
2: So if, you're, if you drop them in a lake you drop them off a cliff, you're hiking or so, for yeah. some reason um, anything you do they'll replace them. So even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn. Shady Ray's customers seem to agree, over 200,000 five star reviews Shady Ray's also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date they stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit off the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the Shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. That's a great deal. That is an amazing deal. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades.
0: Dub says we could uh, go ice fishing in Minnesota. It's dub's, man. Again, like I'm more likely to, no postseason now, jump in a car and go looking for big walleyes right now than I am ice fishing. It's one of the types of fishing that I've never, I'm, it doesn't interest me sitting on a frozen bucket, even in the warm shacks. I don't want to stick my hand into a lake. That's like, no, no, no I'm, I'm good. I can't, I can't, I like fishing, but not that much. What I do like is pins and ACEs, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear, get tons of compliments on and off the golf course, a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers inside your golf bag and keep those drinks cold the entire round. Check out PinsAndAces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's PinsAndAces.com. Uh... Uh, this time of year, I'm into the hot chocolate with the little peppermint schnapps, if I'm doing something outside. I know maybe that's not the coolest drink. A little peppermint flavor in your hot chocolate.
1: Something wrong with that? Like the and hot cider. You know, one of those things uh, during uh, like the holiday season, they have it out in Gallagher Way, and then they have it somewhere downtown, I think. I What's it, it called? The, they have it over
0: at... Uh, like by the Bean. the spirit, yeah, yeah. The outdoor Spirit skating? Halloween store?
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about during the holiday season. You're not talking Christmas Kindle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. talking about oh. Christmas Kindle, like the, when they come what, in with
0: the German uh like There's like a, yeah, yeah.
1: like an apple cider type thing. Okay. Yeah, I've it's across from
0: Channel 2. It's like right by the Picasso. They have yeah. Christmas Kindle every year. They do it at... Right, Wigley and they City do too. one at Wrigleyville yeah, now. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's like some drink there, though. Wassel. That, I don't know. Warm Wassel, I, I believe they call it. There might be alcohol in it, too, which is cool. Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. When I think of that, you're, you're talking about during like the fall or cold season. Like, right. It's a little bit colder then, but yeah.
0: Yeah. You make those warm. If you take apple cider and you put it on the stove and you warm it up a little bit and then you take a little cinnamon and, or just a splash of peach schnapps, warm that up, throw some cinnamon sticks in there.
2: Some cloves.
0: Cloves. Real good. Real good. That won't keep Knot you warm. Just take a beer. Or a beer. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> Ryan's a beer, a beer guy. See, uh, hot toddy. Dubs likes a hot toddy.
1: So, I was while we were doing the ads, I was scrolling the timeline, and uh, I saw from our friends over at Bleacher Nation, they in one of their blogs, they linked an article out of Japan about Kodai Senga. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Cubs have shown interest in him, and I know we've talked about him a little bit, and yeah. like he's kind of been linked with the Cubs all year honestly yeah yeah but he did just announce like a few days ago that he was going to definitely well i don't know what the term is but like opt out of whatever in japan i and think he's just like a overseas. free agent yeah. however it because it, the, like, um, like
2: they have the posting system he's going to exercise his overseas
1: free agent rights that's what he's doing so uh yeah no apparently the red Sox and cubs are the teams that are interested in them yeah. as of right now
0: Cool. I yeah, like. So. I'm sure we'll get more just don't into know that. What to expect.
1: We could definitely get more into that. And like, they say that as fastball gets up to 102. So I'm okay. Just saying, I'm in on
0: that. I'm in. I like that part.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Report grades? card time. Right. We're going back report to report cards. Report cards. And uh, Mr. Ian Hap. Let's do him first. Uh, Cody, you want to go for your grades for?
1: Yeah. Let's do Ian Happer. Happ. We're doing Ian Hap. Um, we got to make Mark sure Mark Leiter Jr on the on the graphic there but uh you know good try guys um, <laughs> I'm well, so sorry not, guys. Hap, Hap, oh.
0: Hap could be a guy to throw maybe yeah, like we maybe could he's do an pitcher, right? We, you uh, never know there could be there could be one of those games <laughs> next year where we get Yeah, up. I literally
2: uh, cut his graphic and everything, and I never switched it. I'm uh, so sorry. Uh, I'm okay. so sorry. Oh, Sarah. It's that's been a okay.
1: couple weeks. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, what are we going to do with you? So, I think I said that's last week. That's what happens week.
2: when Kansas is good at football. You just get distracted. Mm, yeah. Well, they're, nah, I'm Sean, not
0: the fan. VR report card is still coming. Yeah. You
1: yeah. yeah. can imagine okay. the rates. Sorry. <laughs> it's, go, it's all good. We're having fun here. Um, so I know last week I said that Nico's probably the only guy I'd give an A to, but then I wasn't thinking about Ian Happ, and there's no way that I feel like I can't give Ian Happ an A for this season. He had his best year of his career, Mm -hmm. he made the All-Star team, and even though I don't really, like, um, put a lot of credit into that, it's still something that you, that he did, and he wasn't even voted for it, it was the players or coaches, whoever, who decided it wasn't a starter. He deserved it. He deserved the All-Star nod, he had... You know, we've talked about him being in the – All, or not in the All-Star, but the gold glove for left field race. Mm -hmm. Um, And, again, he had his best offensive season. Yeah, the the power took a dip, in in my opinion. Um, So, but, again, he put together a full year. And I think to me, like me and Luke have said it many times, like we thought maybe he would not even get tendered a contract. Um, So We thought he he, might get Schwarbered. Yeah, yeah, so a year I got ago. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, like last mm-hmm. July, like right. So like the way that you know I've been looking at things is like my expectations going into the year, and like I didn't expect this kind of year from Ian Happ at all. He completely surpassed any expectation I had for him, and not only did he do that, but he had a really good season. It wasn't his fault that the team was not good. Huh. Um, any you know he loves being here, and I think I'm just adding that in even more to an A because. There, there could have been every reason for him to one out for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I give the guy an A. The guy was great. I, there's nothing you can say about it, in my opinion. You know, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty on his offensive numbers, I guess maybe. I know Ryan's going to do that because he looked at me weird when I said that he had the best offensive year yeah. of his year or of his career. But I don't know. We're talking about del metrics here, and to me, he gets an A.
2: Kalata said, "We're the nice teacher in first grade. Everyone gets that. A's." No, no,
0: Kalada, you just, yeah. you just wait. We you haven't hit wait. some of the guys. Ed, yeah.
1: I gave Madrigal an F yesterday. So some, get out of here. There's
0: some Fs coming for me. Oh, <laughs> there's there some are, Fs coming. D and Hap's
2: not an F. <laughs> we haven't gotten no. down to the nitty gritty yet. Like, there's no there, there's, there's there's a lot of of other ones. Andrelton <laughs> Simmons will not be getting a passing grade for me.
0: Jonathan Vr will not for get a passing grade. I just love um,
1: how yesterday I for Joey didn't. He, I put an F for him, but then he put pass. He, still had pass. he still had pass on the graphics. I was like, "That's not passing, brother." No, no. Whatever. I wish
0: an F was passing.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, my turn, I guess. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Um. Yeah. So I had with Hap, still kept them at an A minus overall. It's, wait. What is? What is this? Stuff and results. This is lighter. This is it still lighter? Okay. Well, his defense, I gave him an A, and his uh, offense, I gave him a.
1: Yeah, this is, do you have another graphic? Uh,
0: Ian Happ's report card. So is you on have the,
2: the grades right, but it's it's yeah, the
0: format for the pitching guys. Uh, for, for the offensive guys like Happ, it'll be offense, defense, overall. For the yep. pitching guys, the template is uh, results, stuff adjustments, and overall. Yeah, so so there's two Hap, different templates.
2: So, Happ, I, I yeah, I went uh, B on offense. A defense, A minus overall. Um, yeah, Cody, you said his best offensive season. I I can't say that specifically. I mean, if you just look at some of the numbers, especially WRC plus, it's not. Um, I will say it was his most consistent season. There was he, you know, he had. I mean, Jed said it at his presser last week that you know his career before this year was marked with a lot of high highs, or really high highs and really low lows. That didn't really happen this year. It was a lot more consistent. You know, first half, he finished with, like, a 128 WRC+. plus. End of the season, it dropped a little bit, but it was still at 120. But just still a good offensive year, and it just wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like a breakout year, I don't know if I, I would say. I mean, he had a, he definitely deserved the all-star. Not, I'll give him that. Um, but I, I think what really, really stood out to me was his defense, and that's why I gave him an A on that, because you didn't really know what you had with him. In left field, you didn't. I mean, he wasn't uh, an all-worlds defender in center field. I mean, he played infield at various points in his career. Um He found a home in left field, which you know it's not maybe it's a level below how hard it is to play in right field. But left field, right there with the wall, how close it is, it's still not easy trick. to play. Made some great catches. It's tricky. it's tricky. Made some fabulous catches. Um You look at his 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 numbers. I mean, defensive runs saved. I think last time I looked, he was like second in the National League among left fielders. Uh, he ended up with, if I could find it, 13 defensive runs saved this season. Um, very squarely in the Gold Glove conversation. And and I wouldn't be surprised to see him win it. Like, that's – you, I don't know who could have expected that from Hat this year. Definitely not me. Um, but he proved a lot of people wrong as far as his ability to play left field every on an everyday basis. Um, so he – I mean, that was – yeah, he got an A. I mean, and, and B, I mean, he had – he he didn't have in a lot of categories his best best numbers in a season. He had his highest average and his lowest strikeout rate. But his his you know isolated power was as low as it's been in his, in his career. Um, you know weighted on base average was probably like I think it was like fourth fourth or fifth best in his career. Um, slugging was down of course. I mean he hit a lot of doubles, but that was a drop in home runs. Um, I just. I want. I wanted to see more after that really good first half, and I don't think that I did. Um, but that's not to say he can't pick it back up. I, I. I appreciate what he did over the off season and and you know last two months of last season, but then this off season to really work on you know the strikeouts because the strikeouts were yeah pretty high like before that, and I think he's still. I think he's a little bit better than league average uh, his strikeout rate this season. Um. So it, it's improving, and I just I. I wanted to see a little more after the first half that he put together. Um, he didn't sink at all. It just wasn't like, okay, this guy is is having the best year of his career. Um, it it certainly looks that way, but it's like, I don't know. It didn't blow me away. I guess offensively, defensively, again, he had a great year. Um, but I don't know that it felt like felt like B B, B plus range, like high B range, uh, is what what it felt like to me.
0: I I agree, and I think maybe the second half you can factor a little bit of what I was talking about with Wilson Contreras a couple of days ago. Like if there's another guy that felt that pressure of the trade deadline and not being a cub for the rest of his career, that that very well could be Ian Happ. Like you saw him meeting with Bleacher Jeff and other guys in, in the outfield and, and really actually just getting emotional about the trade deadline as it was coming up. So to think that that factored into the second half of the season very possible. Uh, He did have a chance to go great half of a season into another great half of a season. He had a chance to do three of them in a row, right? Which now you're talking about a sample size where you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're right. The numbers dropped down a little bit. I was a little disappointed that the power, he went from 25 to like 17 in home runs from last year. But I, I wonder if the Cubs are okay with that, because it was there wasn't a high, high and a low, low. Are you okay with a little bit, a little bit less power if you get more consistency at the plate? And I kind of feel like on this team, if you add those power guys, you may be okay with that out of hap, right? Like the yeah. just getting on base and, and playing good outfield. I couldn't give him a better grade than I gave Nico Horner. And I couldn't give him a better grade than I gave Wilson Contreras, but I could give him the same grade. I think those are my three highest position player grades um, because I think they all performed at a high level um, for different reasons. All three of them did it under a high degree of stress. Uh, Like Nico Horner, not Wilson, but like Nico Horner, I think Hap had that kind of hey, this is, this is prove-it time in your major league career. Like, if you want to be around for a long time, it's time to now show why you were a first-round pick and get that consistency. So my overall grade was just like the other two guys, B+. Plus, I think he had a great season. I don't know if that's going to lead to him being a long-term, long-term piece yeah. of the Cubs. I just, I just don't. Like, I don't, I don't know how bold they're thinking in the offseason. Could I see Ian Happ being a guy that's included in a deal because he has the rest of next year left? I do, because I think other teams will see some value in him. But I also, I also give him some credit for not necessarily wanting to be here, but for the leadership value of it. Like, yeah. I, I think he's very clearly become, um, despite the fact that he's not necessarily a superstar, he is a very solid, if not solid, Slash plus, Major League Baseball player. Yeah, I
2: mean, he's vocal. Um, he's got that you know that first locker when you turn left into the clubhouse. Like he's got that locker. Right. Well, what else do you want? Uh, out I mean, he's a of play, him, right? Power. He's, he's a player rep. Like he's yep. well respected. So I, I, as far as leadership goes, like that's that. I think that's another reason why I was like, yeah, A minus. Like, mm-hmm. like he again. I give my offensive, and defensive grades, but then you take into other things into account. Like he, like he stepped up into into a bigger role. Uh, after those guys were traded, and I think he kind of thrives in that role. Um, he knows the game, he understands the game, um, he understands you know team building. He understands you know how to take. You know, Jed mentioned like as soon as say I got here, Hap kind of took him under his wing. Um, that's another thing that just you know bumps his grade up is that the leadership role. I'm very curious to see what Michael Culotta would grade yeah, Ian Hap season. A- anybody yeah, in the chat,
0: Michael. what grade would you give Ian Hap overall? What would you grade his offense? What would you grade his defense? Yeah, and what would you grade him overall? Like, I'm not saying the Cubs had this great offensive season, but do I think Ian Happ is better than just a passing grade this season? Yeah, I think he was a deserving all-star, and he might win a gold glove in left. Yeah, Or he mm-hmm. might, at worst case, he's going to finish second in the gold glove in left field. Do I think that means he's an A-plus outfielder based on other major leaguers? No, but I would say he was... Easily their best outfielder this season. He was better. He was better yeah. than Saya. He
1: was better than Saya for sure. I'd agree. All right. Well, maybe I maybe I overreacted, <laughs> but I mean, I got. I look at it the way I did. You guys look at it the way Ryan looked at it the way he did. Fine. I don't. Care. We got a lot of B pluses.
0: <laughs> Sean Nathan yeah. B plus. That's exactly the overall grade. Dubs is saying B, B plus. I I can argue with like B. I see that grade. I see B. I can see I just A minus
1: what, from what we saw and yeah. what we expected. And that's why I yeah. think that he over exceeded anything that we ever thought, and he looked like a guy that you actually want to build around. Yeah, maybe not
0: a cornerstone piece, but you could
1: see him being... But he could be a pillar. Yeah. A pillar of one of the six pillars. You know what I mean? He can be a, can yeah. be a foundation piece. Yeah, yeah, a little foundation. You know what he I can mean? be in the foundation because yeah, he, made, and he like, does it no the right way too. no one thought that. No that one thought that, that Goldman coming in into there. this yeah. year. You know, he, so. he, could,
0: he could be the initials in the wet cement. And yeah, all he, I, you know, <laughs> even,
1: I was even still weary when he became an All-Star. like, can you do it for a full year? He did. Like, fine. Like, the, the advanced stats and the home runs, whatever. Like, they won a lot. The games that they did win, a lot of them were because of him. And, whether he's hitting homers or not, but just getting on base, like that's why I love him. He's just getting on base. So, what about what Sean says? You can win with what Ian gave you this
0: year, but he couldn't be a cornerstone guy if this was like
1: what he was giving you.
0: I, I, I can I can get on board with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I just think that DH really opens up the opportunity for them to have more power. That way, you can afford to have Ian happen left field if he isn't going to hit. 30 bombs for you. And the, you switch hit, I mean?
0: the switch hitting gives you great value. Like, for sure. Oh, yeah, and man, the best year I'll ever about the white. Sox right Sox needed him. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's why I tried to trade him with Wisdom because he <laughs> – at the time, I thought they were trading him regardless. Yeah. And that's – there's value in that type of player. Yeah, right. Maybe we're not see, like – We,
2: we got to do Mark Leder Jr., guys. Right. We, right, we got to right. get to this. Let's do your DraftKings pick of the week, though,
0: <laughs> Cody. What is your big DraftKings pick of the week? What are you thinking for –
1: So, uh, I gave this out on CHGO Bets Daily yesterday Um, with the the NBA season coming up. uh, I gave a same-game parlay that I'm doing tonight, and it is Nikola Vucevic, 10-plus rebounds, Patrick Williams, 1-plus blocks, Kyle Lowry, under 10.5 points, and Io 1-plus steals. That's at plus 950. And if you opt in on one of the boosts that they have, I think they have a 50% profit boost. If you use that, it goes from plus 950 to plus 1425. And I'm feeling pretty good about it with uh, Zach Levine being out, which means uh, there's going to be a lot more bricks for a little, for Vucevic to grab. Patrick Williams is going to be a lot more active because he's going to have to be off. He's going to have to do more. Um, and I would assume is a really good defender. So, I think he's going to be on Kyle Lowry all night. And Wait, you forgot
0: to say CHGOs. CHGOs, I, I would assume, you know, yes.
1: Thank you. He's going to, He's a good defender, so I like the steals, and I think he's going to hold Kyle Lowry under 11 points. So, right. There you go. You wow. heard it here
2: first. Yeah.
1: I would not bet Bulls plus 7.5 with Levine being out, no. but if you want to get real, real juicy and just, you know, ride the wave of just being a, a, a Bulls fan, be my guess. But that's my parlay.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't gone up the spread since yeah i was surprised to
1: log on and see like if anything take the heat now i can see it increasing as more people look at the markets as the day goes on i'm not a guy that can i don't bet against my team i just i I leave it alone and watch the game well when you're when you're miserable like me ryan you find a way to to bet on bet on your favorite teams (laughs) and just bet against them all the time
0: what's the over under (laughs) on jimmy bucket's points tonight
1: I did not look, but uh, it is the Jimmy Butler revenge game. So, yeah, you know, I, I be may-
0: whatever it might be. I think I'd go over. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we finally get into it. We tried to get to Mark Leiter Jr. on Monday. A whole week. We're finally getting to it on Wednesday. Our grades <laughs> for Mark Leiter Jr. in the bullpen. Already oh. well, got Mike Doves. Mike Doves already gave it a. Colada went B minus on Happer. By the way.
2: But what again, a that's so how, I, I, that's so, that's a
0: passing grade. C C is pat. D is technically a passing grade. So
2: how are our grades for hap? I don't I don't get how that makes it like we're gonna give. What did he all give these, Horner? These, like, I want to. I can't remember what he gave Horner. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, let's do it. You're okay. start with Cody. Yeah, yeah Cody, go B. ahead. Mark Lighter, I didn't know what to do right. here. Or or you all got the was...
1: picture right in the graphic, Sarah, but not the stats. But, uh, I, <laughs> I. I'm bringing it up. I can't remember exactly what I had. You,
0: I can tell you what I. Let me go first. Then we'll reverse okay, yeah, the order. Go ahead. All right. go ahead I went C minuses across the board, and Colada might be right. I might be po- Might be a little too positive on this one, although I think. I think there were times in the bullpen that he showed you that he could be a valuable piece moving forward. Like there was. Some, he's not a starter.
1: No. Definitely. No. Not. Not. not, not Mark
0: Leiter Jr. is not a starter. But could he be a depth piece in the bullpen? Maybe. Yeah. I was I was willing to say that he was a passing grade in the bullpen. I'm not gonna say he's like better than everybody, but have I been angrier at other Cubs relievers in the past? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I just couldn't hey, probably nothing, angrier. nothing stood out. Nothing stood out from him to me to be like B, B minus. I had to go C and then I was like, you know what? I I don't even know if I can go average. I have to go slightly below average. Slightly so lower. I just went C minuses down the board. Yeah. I mean, he's a little older too.
2: I, yeah. Was he like 30? 30 ish? I he'll be 31 maybe? next year. Yeah. So something like
0: that. I don't know if that should factor into a report card grade, but I think there's less room for growth yeah. moving into the next, you know, going from fourth e- grade to fifth grade.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much the same way. If I could find mine, it was. Um, I think you might have had the same thing. C minuses. I
1: believe it was pretty
2: similar. I'm looking
1: at all of ours right so now. So I had C
2: minus results for lighter C stuff adjustment. C minus overall. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm more of the, the stat person, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, he was you got numbers. For he, that? he he was he was not good as a starter. No, <laughs> that's so. I just I pushed clear. that aside. Like
0: maybe that's why I threw the minus in because the reliever part was average. He, yeah. had a, he had a pretty good run at the end of the season um, for a little while there, where he was. Yeah. So as a starter, he effective
2: had zero and two, eight point one six ERA, one five three five WHIP. Uh, as a reliever, it was two for five, but he had a two eight seven ERA See? with a 1-0-3-1 WHIP. I know people in the chat will try will say that he was pitching in, or you know mop up duty, uh, which isn't completely you know you know not true, but um, he did have. He did face sixty batters in high leverage innings. Um, well, the chat's fired up about this one.
0: Look at that, Sean's yeah, I mean, like F starter. He was solid out of the pen.
2: I mean, he had. That's he, how he, I feel. He faced 60, 60 hitters out of in high leverage situations. They hit one eighty four. a six twenty three OPS. Like those are solid numbers for you know clutch and in, in, in a lot clutch of says moments. Pressure
0: appearances F.
2: But that's the thing is like yeah a lot of his were low leverage innings like actually Corey gave him the best grades out of all of us which is kind of funny to me. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he even yeah. said yesterday that you know you you also do need guys who can do that who it might be a four or five run game but just go out and give you innings. Um, he did that pretty well this year and then he also had good moments and I mean that we talked about the the five innings in Boston against Boston when he oh, came I out know. and when Alec Mills threw seven pitches and got hurt. And he pitched five great innings out of the bullpen. Like
1: and that's against a good lineup.
2: I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I perhaps. am not trying to like say like Mark Letter Jr. is a key piece of this bullpen, but he performed pretty well out of it. He was a pretty good reliever for he, you know once he once he came out of the rotation. Uh, I mean, he has a really good changeup. You know, two seam sinker, whatever you call it, is is, is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason that doesn't last as a starter because you can't go more than a couple. You know, even one time through the order with. With one really good pitch, one okay pitch, and then nothing else really working for you, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, but you can get through six, seven hitters uh, at a time with with two pitches. I know there's plenty of relievers that can do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's not. He, he was definitely below average. If You take it all into account, and the starting was was bad. Better as a reliever, you take it all yep. into account, and I mean,
0: you know, I'm I'm there. I'm with like I could like Nathan as yeah. saying D plus overall. I can I can totally go with that. Colada's saying somewhere between a C plus and an F, which I think actually might be a D plus. So my, I don't think my, I said my C minus might be a little optimistic, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. I, I'm somewhere between a C minus and a D plus. I'm not overwhelmed. It was just kind of what okay. grade I had to give.
1: All right, uh, mine's a little bit different. This might this will be a, more in line with the chat, I think. Um, so I went. Results, C-, minus stuff and adjustments, C+, and then overall D+. That's Dell metrics for you, baby. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> but uh, the, basically, the, the, just the easiest way to sum it up for you, in the first half of the season, in 41 and a third innings, he had a 5.0. Or, no, this is before the trade deadline, actually. This, this is where I had it set up. From, from the, the moment he was on the Cubs to the trade deadline, he had a 501 ERA, a 4.88 FIP. That was in forty one and in third innings, but then after that he had like a two point three nine after the trade deadline the rest of the season. so yeah, he got better at by, he was better by the end of the year, he sucked <laughs> as a starter, um but even as a reliever, he had moments where you're like, "I don't like this right. and so
2: I think those are so we're a lot fewer and far between though. Like I I, I get I always remember like in the chat we talk about it and like people would be like, "Oh no, like Mark Letter Jr. Mm-hmm. Like, I never want to see him pitch again." And we're like, "But he pitched good today." Like
1: yeah. there would yeah, be right. times right. like that. Right, right, like, right. I feel
0: like we had post game <laughs> <laughs> shows where we're like, "And and Leiter was fine for two innings." Yeah. Again, I
1: I just <laughs> <that> like just <laughs> was, I I just feel like I guess if you want to look at my expectations, well, I didn't even know who the guy was until he got called up. Thanks, so, brother. I mean, I had no expectations. <laughs> Um, you know he started um, off the year bad with the Cubs trying to use him as a starter because of all their injuries and showed, clearly showed they had no depth at that position because of it. Um, but with the way he pitched in the second half, instead of giving him an F, I give him a D plus. Yes, he I think he has some potential. I think he like a potential to be someone in that bullpen that maybe 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 you can actually feel good about next year because again, we've talked about it before, Odovie, Moscos, all those guys, like they find a way to bring the best out of you, right? Yeah. Um, if, they've, if they if they're able to turn Mark Leiter Jr., a seasoned vet who like had all those injuries and stuff, and the Cubs pick him up and they turn him into something cool, but we've seen guys be significantly better than him, and I give him a D plus because honestly, he was really the only time I yeah. really felt good about sure. him was the yeah. last two months of the year.
0: I, I like I don't. I don't, I'm not 100% sure on his contract deal. I, I, I'm, I will say this: he's not a guy you have to protect on the 40 man. No, no definitely. He's not. he's not a guy you have to protect on the 40 man, but he might be a guy that if if this is right, like that you could non tender, let him go out there, bring him back, put him at AAA. Yeah. Like you've seen enough to know enough about him that if he wanted to come back, yeah. you could make him a, a non roster invitee at spring training and be like, hey, dude, we'll keep you back and we'll put you. At... Right. But I, but you don't. You don't have to protect him on the floor. No, yeah, I think right. I think
2: that's that's because he's not. And I don't if, think he especially because he's 31. According yeah. to Fangraphs, he doesn't have any options left either. So it's not they can just send yeah. him back down to AAA when right. if they feel like yeah. it. Like it would take a a a you know cut him, sign him back on a minor yeah. league deal, right? Keep him in AAA, and then you know that's that's bullpen depth, I guess. But that's yeah.
1: I'd be okay with that. I'd
2: be I'd be fine with that. Um, you know I don't. I, again, I said I'm not saying. Mark Letter He's Jr is a really
1: is, solid depth piece. Like, like we he, talked about it plenty of times like you need those guys to find a find some sort of role in your organization. Not necessarily like your yeah. your major league team but like in your organization. All things considered, I guess he he you can argue that he can be a guy like that. You also got Adrian Sampson. It's like they're both kind of the same in the I like same Samson type of better. situation, for right? Sure. And I think Sampson's better. I think we all agree that Sampson's better. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I would be okay if they had moved on from him, and I'd be okay if they kept him. And that's why, to me, like he just it didn't move the needle for me, and that's why he gets yeah. a D plus. I
2: yeah. yeah, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, with. Everything, you know, perfect world, all these guys healthy. Should Mark Ladder Jr. be on the opening day roster? Mm, you know, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe because you'd have, and again, in a perfect world, you'd have, you know, like Kyle Hendricks, mm-hmm. Steele, Thompson, Al uh, you know, all those, you know, a couple of bullpen guys coming in, and then you got Brandon Hughes, Estrada. Like I'm, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, maybe there isn't a spot for him on the opening day roster, which goes to the point of, is if you you know if you can figure out a way to sign him you know cut him sign him back as a minor league free agent, then you got a little bit of, of bullpen depth right there sitting in AAA for you, right. yeah. which again isn't the worst case scenario. I feel You're not like spending a lot of your
0: off
1: season worrying about no. it. No, right. I feel like if you ask Mark Leiter Jr. himself how he thought or how he felt like he did this year, I think he would probably speak very highly of himself just because this was probably one of his better seasons. Because mm-hmm. again, if you look at his his past past couple years, like he had injuries and stuff. And just kind of from my memory, at least of looking at him, like there isn't a lot to like. So like to see what he did at, in the second half of the year. And like basically in his bullpen role, he, he was as good as advertised, I guess you could say. And he wasn't really advertised. So like, that's, that's kind of the point is like, he was what we all expected. Nothing crazy, nothing special, but someone who can eat some innings for you and someone who if, a, if an injury happens, you can just insert him, and hopefully he can, you can find a reasonable role for him, and someone else can take over for that other guy's spot. But it's a guy that can be there and eat you some valuable innings that way to not overuse your bullpen. His and obvious
0: I, shirt would say, "Meh, he was okay." He was okay. <laughs> that would be the obvious I, shirt. I think yeah. if
2: he could do that, like that's all you can really hope for. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's all you can exactly. really ask for if he can be a guy that just provides bullpen right. depth, and even if it's in in you know mop up, mostly mop up innings, you know Cubs are losing by. A good amount of runs, and he just comes up and covers three, four innings for the rest of your bullpen. He was even game.
1: decent, like when they had those weird ass games where they'd be blowing a team out this year. Where they just bring him in there, right. and he'd pitch two or three innings, like yeah. try was, and get us out he of was, here in three he, hours. Yeah, he was he was decent in 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 a role of being down five runs or up five <laughs> runs. Like it was mainly whenever he was in like the high leverage spots that I didn't really feel great about. And as a starter, those are the two. That I never really felt good with him out there was when it basically mattered. But even when you're up five runs in a game, no matter how, no matter how good you are, the team is, like it matters. So I guess in a way he did pitch yeah. in high leverage spots. But like as far as like one run, one two runs, you know, instances not great.
0: All right, real quick, who should we? Who do you guys want to do or in the chat too? Like who should we grade tomorrow? I feel like maybe we should do a front office one. Do we do we do we do Jed Hoyer? We do
2: Jed. <laughs> Uh, we, we we should we that to the end. Yeah, do the we do all the players first, yeah. All the players first, and,
0: and, and players. same same thing with David Ross, yeah. yeah. So let's let's do one that people have been asking for. Let's do a VR. <laughs> let's do a VR, and then <laughs> who, uh, VR will be our position player. What s- pitcher would you like? To I said Hendricks. Hendricks and VR. I like that. Hendricks and VR tomorrow. That'll that'll make
1: everyone who's upset that we're giving too many Bs out. That'll be good for tomorrow. Oh, I'm saying like
2: we've done (laughs) what? We've done like seven players. most of them have been the guys that probably deserved at least B or higher. Like the the guys that were good this year. There's a lot. There's a lot more players that aren't (laughs) that aren't B level and
0: VR, we'll finish our week on what might not oh, be a high
2: note. I can't wait to do Locke St. John. Locke <laughs> St.
0: John. I me get an A. <laughs> I mean, I st- his we'll one do, appearance that he Lock made. Locke St. John and Jesse Chavez get the same <laughs> report card.
1: What about uh, Luke, Farrell? Luke Farrell? Luke Farrell. He had yeah. that one random appearance that he, like, against the Cardinals. Yes. Oh, that, like yeah. won, like, four or five innings of, like, oh, one two. run ball. He
2: pitched in Toronto, too. Don't forget about that. Okay. Sean Newcomb. That's gonna be another.
1: Uh oh, Kalata's just Newcomb. throwing out the Fs. He's just throwing F's. Throwing out each, the uh... F.
0: I don't know if that's an F bomb or a report card. <laughs> but yeah, it's an F. <laughs> uh Thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated sports book. We'll see you tomorrow and fly the W.